It was December 24th on Hollis Ave in the Dark. We're talking Christmas and Hollis. Hit it. It was 1987. The world stock markets crashed. Prozac made its U.S. debut. Dirty Dancing was one of the highest grossing films of the year. And Run DMC rapped about their Christmas in their old neighborhood. I'm your host, Jerry D., with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s, toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. (laughs) Joining me is a very special guest, Anthony Caruso, one of the hosts of the Way Awesome Tis the Podcast. Uh, Anthony, how's it going? Jerry, it's going great. I'm here with you tonight. I couldn't ask to be in a better place. Oh, shucks. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're here. (laughs) Not to mention, I got two totally rad stickers that are now in my water bottle. Oh, nice. (laughs) Wow, check that out. That's cool. Yeah, you're just building them up. I put mine on my laptop, so I I don't have a way of actually showing you, but uh, (laughs) unless I, I visit New York one day, which you never know. But one day one day yeah i gotta save up some money first but. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can get you out here at the same time as tom and julia oh that'd be so hip man like that really a, would be yeah yeah i would do the totally just uh you know a, a podcast crossover with like maybe get todd killian and uh and mm-hmm. chris and chris meet up with all them i mean it'd be fun that would be fun <laughs> <laughs> so uh tonight we're talking christmas and hollis And I actually wanted to do this one because I know this is one of your favorites and you and Tom have been kind of going back and forth on it for a long time about, uh, is it a, a good song? Is it not a good song? Is it a Christmas song? Is it not a Christmas song? And so, so I, I particularly, I requested you to be on this episode a couple of weeks ago. Yes. And Tom said he would make sure to skip this episode. Listeners of our show will know that. Going all the way back to episode one of Tis the Podcast, where where me, Tom, and Julie are kind of still awkward around each other. It's our first time recording with each other, getting to know one another and our Christmas sensibilities. Tom said it was a judgment-free zone, and we got your favorite <laughs> Christmas songs. And I came up with Christmas and Hollis, and Tom laughed. And that was that for, <laughs> and that was that for a while, until... It wasn't, and it kept coming up, and I started getting much more passionate in defending it, and Tom got much more passionate in his hate for it, and uh, a long-running feud that is going on three years this August began. Oh, man. You know, it's it's funny because uh, this is one that, of course, um, was never part of my you know, my Christmas growing up because it wasn't included on, on that Time Life you know, Treasury of Christmas that we I talked about earlier. So uh, I really didn't have much exposure to it until I saw it in Die Hard. 
Uh, and <laughs> great scene. And even, and even then, it would just kind of pass me by because it was like, oh, okay, there's something he's playing. I don't know what he's, you know, I mean, I didn't know the song. So it was just like, oh, he's just listening to some, you know, a rap song or some hip hop song. Or uh, you know? I need to interject, I need to interject there because not only did Bruce Willis say, can't we play some Christmas music? And he says, this is Christmas music as he's blasting Christmas that, and Hollis. That's true. He does say that. You mind if we hear some tunes? Hey, that'll work. Is there any Christmas music? This is Christmas music. I mean, it didn't register with me. You know, I mean, I was but, seven. I, you know, I so. mean, it was the perfect way to kick off that Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> Vito, and uh, thank you for joining us, Anthony. And uh, I'll see you next week. No, uh, <laughs> I'm willing to accept that some people believe it is a Christmas movie, and uh, <laughs> hopefully one day uh, we can all hash it out. Uh, I know Todd Killian has talked about hosting a debate. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, that would be a fun episode. That all would I have be a to fun say, episode. I've been building, uh, I've been building all my arguments, and uh, it's it's quite a long document at this point. So I'm ready. <laughs> all I have to say to that, uh, Jerry, is. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. And I'll just let that be my mic drop moment <laughs> on Die Hard for the time being. Uh, I got you. I got you. I like your mug, by the way. Your Santa. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's like huge. I mean, look at it You know, compared to my face. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's one that I bring out mostly um, for my, my mom's hot chocolate. But uh, mm-hmm. I couldn't help. Uh, I, I, it's been one of those years where I just kind of now I bring it out every few days. <laughs> <laughs> 2020 has been a year, man. It, it has definitely been. a Yes, yes. You're right about that. <laughs> um, before we actually get into it, I wanted to read some of these comments that we got. So I asked some of the listeners for, for questions and, and comments. And uh, of course, your very first one was, you know, how could Tom possibly hate this song? And <laughs> <laughs> immediately, Tom lashed out, you know, you're, you're speaking of your feud. He said, simple. It sucks. <laughs> Tom, Tom, despite our differences, I do love you, man, if you're listening. And that's exactly what you said. You, you wrote that, um, which is great. Carrie Brown actually uh, wrote in, I love this song. I was 12 when it came out in 87. It's definitely a cultural thing. Definitely popular in black families. Run DMC was everything back then. And you know what? I remember after, uh, especially after their collaboration with Aerosmith, which was on their, I think their best-selling album, you know, when they did that Walk This Way. I mean, even mm-hmm. I knew who they were at that point, you know, and I'm just a little Hispanic boy from, you know, South Texas. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I, it was like, it was huge. Did Charlene happen to comment on this post by chance? Uh, no. Mm-mm. So we had her on our show in a fireside chat a few weeks ago, and she gave a really good answer about this song when this song came up. I believe it was Charlene. If not, I apologize to whoever gave it, but <laughs> I'm 99% sure it was Charlene. And she said she liked the song and everything, but what she appreciates about the song is you could turn on any radio November 1st and all I want for Christmas is you is playing, oh, right? Yes. But you really, when you start hearing Christmas in Hollis, that's a deep cut when you know you're right at Christmas time. <laughs> I gotcha. Okay. I don't recall it being played much on the radio stations growing up, at least where I'm from, you know, in Texas. It, it wasn't like a, a staple. Of course, you heard like Feliz Navidad, like everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but that makes sense, you know. <laughs> so, oh, 
<laughs> not to get a tangent about that song, but I am not a fan of that song. Oh man, uh, yeah, it's funny because you know it, it, I'm from the Rio Grande Valley. We're like 98 percent Hispanic, so mm-hmm. I mean you can't like even kids that don't know like Jingle Bells or Silent Night or anything like that. I mean they know Feliz Navidad. So it's it's just one of those that like it's it's somehow it kind of latches it's an ear- onto our culture and <laughs> or we it's latch- an earworm. It's an earworm for sure. Well, it definitely is that. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> um, I actually remember when I was a child, Christmas and Hollis being bigger than it is now. I was born in 89. Okay. I remember it being played on the radio more than it is now. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get into a uh, Freudian theory about why that is. That maybe it <laughs> doesn't have that lasting power that <laughs> other songs have. Mm-hmm. But I do still hear it. Uh, a few times a season, especially nice. when you get closer to the holiday itself. I, I mean, again, it's probably a regional thing. It's about Hollis Queens. It's about one of the boroughs right. in New York. Right. We right. probably hear that and Fairy Tale in New York more than y'all do on your radios. Don't I right? don't even know Fairy Tale of New York. Is that uh, which one's that one? The boys in the NYPD choir were singing that one. Doesn't ring a bell. Mm-mm. The progs. Hmm. No, I don't know it. <laughs> when did it come out? But I know we're going on a tangent here, but... Uh, yeah. Hold on, I have to look this up because this is important. Fairy Tale of New York. Song by the Pogues. Sorry, the Pogues, everyone. Yeah. Uh, oh, was it only... Okay, it was 1987, same year. Wow. Yeah, I don't... I gotta say, that, that one passed me by somehow. You scumbag, you maggot. That one? No? <laughs> no, that doesn't sound familiar. Nope. <laughs> and I, I, know to... a lot of, I know a lot of deep cuts from, uh, from the 80s, but this one, and I'm sure it's like not a deep cut at all, but for some reason, I don't, I, it's just, I don't know this song. <laughs> so so this, this one is very popular in New York, but it's also very popular in England. Um, I went to university in Newcastle. Oh, right. And only a few only a few years ago, like two years ago, I saw one of my friends post uh an impromptu sing along in the in the town I lived in in England uh, uh-huh. had broken out around Christmas of this song when it came over the loudspeaker at a Christmas market. And oh, it was wow. awesome. Uh there's obviously some lyrical controversy now for certain words in there. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. But it's I mean it's a fun song. It's one of those ones like you can belt out at karaoke. Oh, I guess like that. Christmas to, and Hollis. Yes, that well, and uh, which we might be doing later, but uh, <laughs> uh, I will be uh, butchering it very badly. <laughs> all I have to say is I don't know how it's going to come out tonight, but when we get to the gag me with a spoon segment, <laughs> all you, all the listeners have to do is go back to our, now that's what I call a Tissa podcast Christmas volume one episode. Oh, yeah. You'll hear me rap the entire song. <laughs> oh man. I, yeah. I was like super unfamiliar with it. I've been trying to listen to it like all day long when I can. Uh, and it's, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> that's all I can say. Uh, but I did want to add one more thing. Um, so Todd Killian, he just asked, uh, "Would I look good in Adidas tracksuit?" <laughs> Todd, you will look good. You would look good in anything. And uh, so, uh, Chris from uh, Christmas Time in the City, uh, he actually photoshopped Todd's face. <laughs> on, oh, did he? I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so it's. Uh, I think it's on on Run. Uh, 
And anyway, it, it's 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 fun. It's good. <laughs> you got to check it That's out. That's awesome. I have to check that out later. I mean, I enjoyed uh, Chris's Photoshop of you into the Scrooge. Oh, the Scrooge. Yeah, yeah. That was also Chris. Yeah, so good. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I the the smile you had in that one fit with the poster perfectly. It looked like you were actually holding that cigar. <laughs> I don't know, but. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I could get a more manic look if I needed, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're, I mean, obviously this is one that uh, is kind of, you grew up with, but um, in general, like what's your, your, like, like how deep to far back does it go? Is it like one of those, you don't remember a Christmas without it kind of a things or. I, I don't remember. I, I don't remember a Christmas without it. I, I don't remember a specific moment it came it was i was young though gotcha and and when i say i don't remember christmas without it i'm talking like i mean my history with this is to go to a non-christmas thing it's like my history with batman i'll look back and see photos of me and batman onesies and i just know it's always been a part of my history that's like this song Mm -hmm. and whenever i hear those opening sleigh bells of the song on the radio right before it gets into dun, 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 dun. i'm like oh man here we go and i get so excited it's really cool so and, and we'll talk about how the song came out later but uh i i really the intro it, it doesn't grab me right away until you get to that sample you know mm-hmm. where, and once it really starts sampling then it's like oh okay i can dig this you know well well, my favorite part of the song actually is the middle where it's like down, down, break down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a cool, pretty, you know, it's a cool interlude where all of a sudden they quote like Frosty the Snowman on like a, a crazy little, you know, Christmas carols. Christmas carols. And uh, and then it's Frosty, and then it goes like uh, into Jingle Bells. And then it segs into Joy to the World. So it's kind of a, it's like this cool little, you know, up and down roller coaster because Frosty is more of an up-tempo, you know, number. And uh, Jingle Bells can be, but it can also be played slow. And then, of course, Joy to the World usually is, you know, a nice moderate style. But it segs. I love the way it just kind of segs into un- into each other seamlessly, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. Like it's and I'm going like, to say something now that... Okay, go ahead. I, yeah. I mean, this will this will either this will either hurt me. This will determine whether Tom actually listens to the episode because this could come back and bite me in the future. <laughs> I I, I, can, I can understand why this isn't everybody's favorite Christmas song, mind you. But I think, regardless of whether people like it or hate it, there's a lot of talent that went into mixing this song. Oh like yeah, you, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. So, um, of course, Run DMC. Run and DMC because I uh, Joseph Simmons and uh, what's his name McDaniel's I can't think of his name right now it's killing me oh uh, Daryl Daryl McDaniel's so they started rapping together like late seventies eighty two they finally kind of convinced Joseph's older brother who's actually you know Russell Simmons a famous like promoter (laughs) you know uh, (laughs) they they like convinced him to kind of help him you know record as like a a duo and they recruited a guy that that they used to kind of jam with. Jam Master J, uh, as like their, oh, you know, Jam their, Master J, you know they're like their <laughs> DJ, and um, you know he kind of he kind of helped form their sound a little bit and and their style. So it to me it was really interesting reading about it and kind of researching because um, 
I, I was never really into rap and hip hop. I was always more of what I call like a secondhand listener, you know, where like, I'm uh, I just, think that's a perfect way to describe me too. It's not my favorite genre. Right. Yeah. All. You know, it's just, you know, someone that really likes it and you kind of overhear a few of them. You're like, Oh, that's pretty cool. But you know, it's not like you would go do it yourself, you know, I, 100%. So, yeah, exa- exactly. So, and I remember like some of the older guys, I vaguely, vaguely remember like, um, what's his name grandmaster flash and uh what uh what's his name africa bumbada and uh i mean they <laughs> actually had like i mean their style was almost like rap meets like glam rock you know so they had mm-hmm. like the open shirts they had like the you know it was kind of glitzy the tight leather and which is not something you associate with like rap and hip-hop <laughs> nowadays you know so you're talking about these 80s rappers i was obviously born in the end of the decade right so i grew up more with you know, the Will Smith-esque rappers. Right, right. <laughs> yep. Which, so. and, and, and so, so like those older ones, I mean, <sighs> okay, I don't know what I want to say here. So let me say it in the best way I can. So their style was definitely dated and it was really Run DMC that kind of changed it all. So uh, they kind of actually based their style on Jam Master J. He would wear the track suits with the, uh, the sneakers with no laces uh, because it was kind of like a prison thing, essentially, you know, in prison, you're not allowed to wear laces because, uh, you know, you can hang yourself essentially with it, which, you know, is a very macabre kind of thing to talk about on a Christmas podcast. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, run DMC, I think we need to give credit too. they kind of pioneered the new wave of hip hop with LL Cool J and um, Public Enemy. Yeah, yeah, and and a lot of it was was you know they're a little more aggressive lyrics, their their style, you know, which was more street, and so they kind of and, the, took and they, all this and they yeah they they kind of like you said they pioneered it they really just changed the way hip they also went. incorporated the um, relationship with the DJ or MC more mm. than a lot of uh, groups are at the moment yeah which you'll hear that in Christmas of Hollis and it works in that song's favor i i believe i mean obviously again people might disagree with that but well and i know i know they've credited a lot of their success to jam master day like you know that he could just take you know in the first 10 seconds of like listening to something he would know if it would be good for their style or good you know in general for like a good rap and so i think you know just his experience as a dj just kind of really formed uh form the group and and form not only their style but as far as clothing wise but also their style as as uh as hip-hop artists and so it really it's just edgier than, mm-hmm. than some of the older stuff and, and not that the older stuff wasn't edgy but just something about it there it's a little more authentic to me and and it has like a, a realism and of course you you compare them like to some of the artists now and it's like not anything at all it's like super tame you know but so actually actually <laughs> speaking of comparing them to artists now i actually wanted to go for it yeah bring up uh two subsequent christmas rap songs in the years to come uh both related to the grinch that i was wondering if you had opinions <laughs> opinions on uh, i, I fir- definitely have opinions on stuff but go ahead the, the, the first <laughs> is uh was re- it's called grinch 2000 it was released on the soundtrack of Jim Carrey's Grinch movie. I recall, yeah. Wrapped by Buster Rhymes and Jim Carrey as the Grinch. As the Grinch. I remember that. Uh, so, so what was your uh, opinion <laughs> on that one? Uh, I remember it was not as good as the original song. <laughs> like, I, mean, not, I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not my favorite. Uh, let me put it that way. 
<laughs> so I, I mean, I don't want to get too far down this tangent because oh, that's but, it's not a podcast if you don't go into tangents, man. Okay, I, <laughs> See, it's okay. I, go ju- ahead. I just, I just, I'm not gonna wrap this, but I do want to just read a few lyrics to your listeners from this song because okay. I actually, so I actually liked this song a lot. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, this has not it, it come makes, up on the podcast on our podcast a lot, so I'm sure Tom will have a new level of disgust on it. But it makes sense because you love the movie, so I mean, you know, naturally, or you mean, would think that you would love the song as well. <laughs> I just, I, okay, so I just want to. I'm just gonna. I just want to <laughs> read a few of the lyrics to your, uh, okay, to your listeners here. So, <laughs> I mean, it may come out. They're rhyming. They're rap. So, no, of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it starts with Busta Rhymes going. Hallelujah, kids hear this. Come on. Well, at least I'm trying to pray this for y'all. Oh, well, I got a story to tell for a dude I met once, miserable as hell, how grouchy he was and how slouchy he was. And when he talked, he smelled his breath and how lousy it was. And if you daydream to give you a pinch, then let me tell you about Mr. Grinch. First of all, when that opens up and he's singing that, I'm like, whoa, that's awesome. But then <laughs> he goes on and on. And then the Grinch himself, Jim Carrey's Grinch, and I'll give all the props to Jim Carrey. Like, uh, who knew he could rap, let alone in the voice of the Grinch? <laughs> he goes, it's true. It, does, it definitely takes some talent for that. Yeah. He, he, he goes, yo, B, I am the mean one. I, they call me the Grinch. I tried to live with the guilt, but it was making me wins. I see happy kids, witless, Merry Christmas, they shouted. I stole the gifts, and there was nothing anyone could do about it. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and then you get this, like, chorus of these, like, little... It sounds like little girl singing, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, like the traditional right, right. arrangement. And I'm like, I just love the way that song is arranged. I, and, I get, <laughs> and I get it. The classic Thurl Ravenscroft version. Nothing is ever going to beat that. But yeah. I thought for a reimagining, it was awesome. And it's funny because I don't feel it fit well with the Grinch 2000 movie. No. I, and I think that was part of my problem with it. It was just, it was so odd. Like it just didn't, yeah, you're right. It just, it, it wasn't like uh, cohesive with, with the film. Something it like kind that. of reminded me of how, um, and I'm not saying, it, it, it kind of reminded me how in the 90s, every Will Smith blockbuster ended with a Will Smith rap song. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. they, but they fit with those movies but that's yeah. kind of what it reminded me of like they just wanted an original song for yeah. the credits that fit with the movie yeah just, totally so that's okay, i wanted the, to bring that and what's the second I, one uh tyler the creator's version <laughs> of the grand <laughs> i had a feeling you were gonna say that <laughs> that one Which, uh i i find more palatable <laughs> but uh i still it's not my favorite and it's just because it's it's not the original it's not that it's bad I don't hold it against her, but my daughter actually prefers that that version. <laughs> really? Well, how old's yeah. your daughter? Well, she just turned eight. So okay. when she so, saw so it, I guess she was like enough. seven. Yeah. Impressionable enough, right. Yeah. 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 So I totally get that. Um it's kind of like the kids who grew up on the prequels of Star Wars. That's their trilogy. And the kids right, who grew up right. on the sequels, it's their trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but I really like this one as well. Um it stuck more to the classic lyrics just arranged as a rap than the Buster Rhymes version did. Yeah. But again, I like, I really like the arrangement and I'll say this personally. So the Grinch, the original Grinch song is one of my mm. favorite Christmas songs. Yeah. It's just so good. Especially is, the yeah. Raven's cross voice. So I am much more willing to give grace to people who try to not emulate it 
and they yeah, do their yeah. own thing, which Buster Rhymes and Tyler, the creator, did. Like, I don't like a lot of covers of that original song with the I arrangement. Mm-hmm. So, see, and to yeah. me, that's that's a song I wouldn't even try to cover. It's just, it's one of those. It's you know, at this point, it's so classic that it's like when you when you remake, like maybe remaking Gone with the Wind. I, I definitely wouldn't try that. <laughs> you know but what yeah, I mean? Oh, right. Yeah, Correct. It's, yeah, it's just, it's like, no, no, I can't. I mean, I just, I wouldn't even try Casablanca. No, I can't. Yeah, it but, was kind of like uh, It's a Wonderful Life. You're never going to remake that. Well, a lot of people try in uh, their TV specials. <laughs> well, it's also oh, no. like, well, it, you know, yeah, the Christmas movie, true. It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you know, I had to pay I, you back for the Die Hard comment. <laughs> I, I personally think an improvement could be made to It's a Wonderful Life by making it a Christmas movie. But... <laughs> Um, and, uh, but, but I'm like not you sure said, how we. Oh no! I, go, I, ahead. I just wanted to say I'm not sure how I got on these tangents. I think it's Christmas rap songs in general. Christmas but, raps, yeah, yeah. But, these are two other ones that I love in addition to Christmas and Hall. But like you, you contrast the lyrics that you did of the Grinch 2000 with something like, uh, you know, I approached very slowly with my heart full of fear, looked at his dog. Oh my God, an ill reindeer. I mean. You know, but then I was illin' because a man had a be- I mean, it's just, it's not like the same, you know, I mean, it's stylistically, it's different as, you know, it's just, it's, it's so night and day. It really is, even though they're both in the same genre, but it's, it's kind of like pitting Leonard Skinner against like Black Sabbath, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's a great example. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and they're both, I mean, they're both heavy when you compare them to like Barry Manilow. But mm-hmm. I mean, they're just stylistically different, and one obviously is is heavier, grittier than the other. So, <laughs> so, so I'm glad you read some of the Christmas and Holocaust lyrics. Can we break down these lyrics for you? <laughs> we can, we can. But let's before we do that, let's let's mm-hmm. actually talk about like how the song came about. In 1987, in order to help the Special Olympics out, like to benefit Special Olympics, they decided that they were going to do a compilation album with a bunch of different artists singing Christmas songs. Because, I mean, you saw how well it did, or they saw how well it did in, in uh, and the, 84 and that with, album. with Band-Aid and, uh, and Wham and, you know, how they were able to donate those proceeds to a cause. And so they decided to kind of do the same thing. And what I love is that Bill Adler, who is a, a big time uh, promoter and journalist of like hip hop, especially uh, Def Jam Records, you know, things like that, especially from like 84, 88 kind of years. So he... <laughs> Even though he was Jewish, he had like a massive collection of like Christmas records because his wife, you know, was was Christian, and so she celebrated Christmas. And it's gonna be April Riley one day, you, right? I, I <laughs> that's that's totally gonna be April. Yeah. So you know, he thought, well, you know, hey, let's let's do one. Let's do it like a Christmas rap. Let me start off by asking uh, how you got involved in the very special Christmas album, uh, and D, since uh, you've been volunteered to answer that well my um, publicist bill adler just came to us and said they was doing a christmas album for the special olympics with acts like madonna and the pointer sisters and bruce springsteen and they came to run dmc and asked run dmc what they like to do so we said yeah and mostly most of the other artists on the album was like singing silent night and stuff like that but we went in the studio and we made our own version of a, you know, a Christmas record. So, and you know, it's funny because it's actually not even the first Christmas rap. I mean, you, you go back to like 1978 and... Um, what? 
Could I could I interject here real quick? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Be- before you get too far from this whole compilation album thing, I just want to say a very special Christmas, which is mm-hmm. what the album was called. Which is called, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> they were like the now. That's what I call Christmas before that existed because they were like, <laughs> yeah, there were seven of them maybe, and I have. I mean, you know, I'm. I'm still old school. I download a lot of my music the old fashioned way. I don't like Spotify or anything like that. So yeah, I'll either yeah. buy, buy individual songs on iTunes or I'll uh, go less savory methods and get them. But, <laughs> but uh, oh, I have multiple, multiple have songs of- grabbed from a very special, the very special Christmas albums. And uh, so the, so hearing you talk about this compilation album, those bring back memories. Cause I have, if you go through my, iphone over here at least the first three well and and yeah you're right i mean so it is basically like a greatest hits of christmas songs but then the artists themselves i mean you have sting madonna uh, uh john you know, mellencamp singing john i saw Mellen- mommy kissing Mel- santa bon claus jovi, my favorite uh, version of that song the eurythmics uh you know bon jovi i mean just like all oh these- man Stevie did, Nicks, you know. The I mean, Eurythmics, did, were they the ones who sung Do You Hear What I Hear with Whitney Houston? Uh, no, so the, the Eurythmics, I think, do the uh, Walking in a Winter Wonderland. Right, Whitney Houston. Who did? Was it Whitney Houston who did Do You Hear What I Hear? Yes, it was Whitney Houston. Yeah, yeah. I love that cover. I love the Eurythmics, Walking in a Winter Wonderland. So my parents must have had a lot of these because these are the versions I remember. That you growing. remember, yeah. And the, actually, these are the ones that they play on the radio a lot nowadays. So... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, like you said, the I Saw Mommy, the, the John Mellencamp version, that's the one that's almost always played whenever they play that song. Brian Adams with Run Run Rudolph. I mean, like all these, Madonna, Santa Baby, you know, these are just like, like, like almost every single song is amazing. Although, uh, you want to talk about a tangent. Madonna, Santa Baby is the creepiest cover of the song. And that's a creepy <laughs> song in general, but the way she puts on that little girl voice to sing this song about what is essentially seducing Santa Claus. Or well, I, and I think she was trying to do more of like a Betty Boop type voice. I, yeah, but yeah, I can right. see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Cause that's the first version of that song that I knew. Uh, What's funny is that is for me too. <laughs> I, but now I prefer the, um, Eartha well, actually, if you're going, I was about to say Eartha Kit for the, for the classics, Catwoman. A golden feast. It is the single most valuable piece of clothing in creation. A million dollars worth of 24 karat gold cloth, all woven into one gorgeous garment, belonging to Queen Bess of Belgravia. I managed to purloin this picture of it today at the couturier's luncheon, (laughs) when no one was looking. But I actually prefer... Speaking of, um, uh, before you get into, before you say it, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, check us, check out our uh, Batman episode on uh, Patreon of Tiz a Podcast. It was really fun recording and we had a great time and we argued a lot. So yes, (laughs) check it out. But anyway, go ahead. So you actually prefer... I actually preferred the version. So there are a few versions of Christmas songs that Glee did covers on. Mm Mm-hmm. I never watched Glee, so I don't. I don't. And, <laughs> and Santana, uh, what's the actress's name? Naya Rivera. Naya Rivera, who played Santana Lopez on Glee, um, sung "Santa Baby," and oh, that's okay. probably my favorite version now. So Glee uh, for the show's run, I did. I I didn't watch it all the way through. Mm-hmm. Like I gave up after like 
the original cast mm-hmm. left, as so often happens with shows. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, makes sense. But they, but they used to put out a Christmas album every year, just about that they were on, or at least most of the years they were on. And not only the songs they sung on the show too, and whatever you think about the show, those they were excellent singers, and a lot of mm-hmm. their covers are really freaking good. So I would recommend that version in particular of Santa. Okay. Day. <laughs> but yes, so they uh, the the whole thing was essentially to promote and benefit the Special Olympics. So Bill Adler, and he even, I mean, it's funny because it's like I was mentioning, it's not even the first Christmas rap. So there was actually Curtis Blow had Christmas rap in, in uh, 1979. And uh, in 1981, the uh, Christmas wrapping by the, the waitresses, Christmas wrapping as in like wrapping paper, they kind of quasi- rap a la like debbie harry on you know in blondie kind of a thing um, so it's it's a really interesting song but those are kind of like the precursors to to this song that we're talking about here and so bill adler he he tried to get them to record a christmas song and they were like no <laughs> so he uh eventually came up with the idea of why don't they do a song you know about where they grew up in you know hollis queens you know Chris, christmas and hollis so um, <laughs> And, oh man okay so think, i'm sorry we'll get into hollis in a second <laughs> see i don't know i've never been but um it's funny because there's a great special called jingle bell rocks uh that you can find on like prime video and they they kind of talk about this and so uh, he's there and uh he finally called him up again you know with this new idea and so he's explaining to run and uh run you know he was i mean dude was you know messed up at the time and uh, eating breakfast i think he even says he, he was eating eggs and he ended up getting eggs on his paper but so he's he's eating his breakfast he's like okay what do you you know whatever what, whatever whatever what do you want me to do you know trying to understand him he's like i need you to write a christmas song called christmas and hollis so he hangs up and he said it only took him like 10 minutes you know he wasn't even sure how long he was like maybe even seven minutes i don't know but called him back and or he like wrote it down he had it done and in the end he even had like eggs on his paper <laughs> with his lyrics <laughs> i just i find that hilarious you know i mean it's, I, I mean it's funny you say he wrote it in seven to ten minutes because i mean we'll break down the lyrics in a minute because <laughs> i really want to break down the lyrics because it tells this I would say out there story it's, of a Christmas Eve in Hollis Queen. Definitely, yes. It's 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 very interesting. So so Hollis, we go ahead and just for lyrics? oh go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Just for context, Hollis nowadays is not as rough as it was back when the songs are in. It's a uh, more of a suburban middle class neighborhood right now. Oh wow! And, um, <laughs> That's I mean like they they still have there. a. <laughs> they still have a slightly higher than average crime rate for the city. Um, but I mean, it's not what you would picture when that, listening to the song. Is that like when, uh, when they said Daredevil in Hell's Kitchen and now it's not really? <laughs> yeah, that was not really that. Now Hell's Kitchen's a beautiful area. To yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, Daredevil. I hope, I hope Disney Plus picks it up or hulu or something but uh anyway I that's feel that's like a, they won't and i can't i kind of hope they won't because i want to see him in the movies i want to well, see I would, spider-man I, daredevil, spider-man, daredevil punisher team up or uh yeah that would be amazing but uh, daredevil black widow another classic lineup but uh <laughs> okay so um we'll get into the lyrics uh before we get into the music i think now's a good time since we're talking about him writing the lyrics because they actually wrote <laughs> the lyrics before they had 
before they had the music to go with it, you know, the sample mm-hmm. that they were going to choose. So, okay. And this is one thing I appreciate about rap, by the way. So I, for those who don't know, I majored in English lit. I'm a big reader. I'm a big writer. One area of English, though, that I just could never write or really, I, I appreciate it. And I, it's poetry. Oh, okay. And a lot of times that's what rap is. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, and uh, so like I look at these lyrics and I'm like, I could, I could never even attempt to write something, <laughs> write something like this. <laughs> um, oh boy. Okay, so, so it's it's basically telling the story. Uh, he runs in a, or he kind of sees Santa. Santa drops his wallet. He, even though he wants it because it's full of like a million dollars or something, he he's good and he mails it back. And then they just kind of get into he mails it back because you never steal from Santa because that ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, this is a, a I mean, there's a lot of great lines in here. Some of them are really corny, and some of them are actually really good. But okay, so it starts off. It's it's Christmas Eve. It's it was December 24th on Hollis Ave in the dark when I see a man chilling with his dog in the park. <laughs> so right away, chilling with, I mean, that's just like, like that totally dates the song. Like, you know, it's eighties. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it does. Uh, then I, you know, it's eighties, early nineties. Early night. Yeah, 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 exactly. I approached very slowly with my heart full of fear, looked at his dog. Oh my God. And it reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, there's got to be a so, better way to say that, right? <laughs> so, so, so can I go to the next verse? Yes, go he ahead. Says, but then I was illin' because the man had a beard. Illin'. And a bag full of goodies, 12 o'clock had neared. So I turned my head a second, and the man had gone. But here's the part that baffles me. But he left his driver's wallet smack dead on the lawn. So Santa has a... Like driver's license he needs for his magical sleigh, apparently. I guess song, so, yeah. The song was telling us. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the uh, like I wonder what state or country or whatever it's from. Is it like does it the North Pole? Does the North Pole have their own uh <laughs> <laughs> Well you know what? The if nothing else, the Santa Claus did teach us that there was a North uh, a polar bear directing traffic, so I guess there's definitely uh there must be some sort of license, I suppose. <laughs> there, there must be some sort of license. And I was about to say, how does he have a million dollars in it? Cold hundreds of G's. Well, apparently there's an economy up there and elves yep. are going to work. And he went, I wonder well, who pays Santa. That opens up a whole lot of questions. But Well, I assume if he really is magic, which you know we, we know he is, then uh, maybe he can just create money. I, I don't know, but... Would that devalue Santa's a counterfeiter now? (laughs) Well, but we don't know what, uh, I mean, we don't know what the currency is. It could like have his picture on it. (laughs) We don't know that it's dollars, you know? Uh, Although in this case, it does say a million dollars, but I don't know what the exchange rate is. It says, he said, I picked the wallet up and then I took a pause, took out the license and a cold said, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. A million dollars in it, cold hundreds of G's, enough to buy a boat and matching car with ease. <laughs> a boat and matching car. So the but, car is going to match the boat. <laughs> but then we get a Linus moment in this song because he goes on to say, right. but I, I never steal from Santa because that, that ain't, ain't right. right. Yep. So I'm going home to mail it back to him that night. But when <laughs> I got home, I bugged because under I the bugged. tree was a letter from Santa and it all the dough was for me. 
man. I mean, never, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I wish Santa would test me like this because I could sure use a million dollars, man. <laughs> Santa, I will give it back to you. I promise. <laughs> I will mail it back. <laughs> and then uh, the, it's almost like a whole nother section here. You know, like they yeah, shift, we kind they, of lose. <laughs> like they yeah. shift perspective. We kind of shift the story also. And then it's like, okay, well now this is what we're doing. You know. Uh, and it's like, it's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's cooking chicken and collard greens, rice and stuffing, macaroni and cheese, and Santa put gifts under Christmas trees, which is, I mean, I mean, it's very specific because, you know, if it was like a Hispanic Christmas, it wouldn't be, you know, collard greens and mac and cheese. I mean, we'd have like rice and, you know, frijoles and things like that. <laughs> I, I, I think it's very much, a, very much a cultural thing. Like this would not yeah. be in it. This wouldn't be an Italian Christmas either. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but that again, that's something I like that there is this yeah. song for yeah. this segment of culture. Yes. And I wish there were like, there's not, not, not a lot. You mentioned Feliz Navidad. It was very popular with your culture down yeah. where you live. So this is, is popular for a segment of the culture in the Northeast. I wish there was yeah. more of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to, I mean, there's like a lot of stuff, but at that point you really have to like go into different languages. So like, if you mm-hmm. want a good Italian Christmas song, I mean, you, you, you know, you have to go to, what is it? Like? Ching, it's Dominic, Dominic the donkey. <laughs> well, uh, if you want a, uh, <laughs> a real Italian Christmas song, like Bambino or something. Uh, but I mean, you know, a lot of that, you're right. It's like, like if you go into the different cultural aspects, uh, you know, like the Polish Christmas songs and all that. I mean, you almost have to go into like a, a separate language to, to get mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So uh, but, I do, you're right. I, I, wish there like, was more, I wish there was more cultural, you know, regional specific songs that were popular. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you, like even within our own borders, right. I wouldn't even right, say we right. need to go internationally. Like, for, like I'm sure people in California is a whole different Christmas experience in New York. You don't get yep. snow. Like all these things we sing yeah, about here. Christmas songs don't apply to them. Yeah. So, like, well, so I mean, even in Texas, we, I think I've seen snow maybe, uh, two, two times, no, three times, but one was flurries and it like melted immediately. And then, you know what else I would like to see too, this is going for a real deep cut, but I mean, there are so many interfaith families now too. I mean, this podcast has a few Jewish listeners, but yeah. we, you one of you had her as a guest. We just had her as a guest. April, April. She's yeah. she's Jewish, married to a guy um, who is Catholic. Mm-hmm. So they celebrate both Hanukkah and Christmas. It would be cool if there was kind of like a song because like there are a lot of, Yeah, there <laughs> yeah. are a lot of families like that. It would be cool if there was a specific if somebody could do a song like that. You know, challenge accepted. No, <laughs> uh, I can't wait to hear another I, song. Been, I, I I haven't gotten as far as I wanted just because I've had other projects come up, but. Um, yeah, yeah, I've I've got the bare bones down, the melodies down, uh, the harmonies down. Uh, I'm just now need to finish filling out the lyrics. So uh, <laughs> just just make sure the Santa Claus is mentioned at some point. I, oh yes, there's definitely uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there's uh, I'm planning on about three verses right now. Um, Ooh, with a little bridge in the middle too. So nice. You'll I'm you'll excited. get a lot of you'll get a lot of stuff. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> and for those who want to know what we're talking about, stay tuned for August. But I'll probably, I think I'm, I think I'm leaving out Die Hard though. Sorry. <laughs> you know, you I said mean, you Christmas, may, you may you said well Christmas movies. So. 
um, so, so going back to the lyrics, he they go on to sing, decorate the house with lights at night, snows on the ground, snow white so bright. In wow. the fireplace is a yule log beneath the mistletoe as we drink eggnog. See, I love this section. Uh, uh, this is like my, I think my favorite section of the whole song because it's very, since I didn't grow up this, with this song, it actually, it brings about all those images, you know, those images that you associate with Christmas that mm-hmm. even I've felt, although it, the snow one, not so much, but, uh, you know, it's just in general, like, you know, the Yule log, the eggnog, the lights. I mean, it's just, that's very Christmassy. I so think- from this, from this verse, I just read uh-huh. two, two, because it's about to get to the, they, they end up saying the rhymes you hear are the rhymes of Daryl's, but each and every year we bust Christmas carols. And then it goes into the bit, my favorite part of the song, which you talked which about is, earlier. Yep. Yep. The bridge or whatever you want to, I, I mean, I'm not a music guy. What would you call that? Is it? Uh, you'd probably call it an interlude. Uh, I mean, it could be a bridge, although usually bridges involve some sort of, uh, it, it is a distinct musical section, but usually they, there's also lyrics with it. So yeah, an interlude would be fine. That's what I'd call it. But I love the interlude and how they arrange Frosty, Joy to the World, and Jingle Bells, or Jingle Bells and Joy to the World. I love the way. Yeah, they and and like I was saying, it just it's so seamless when they go from one to the other, and a lot of that I think is because they're playing it on the same kind of synthesizer. They just they're all in the same key. Usually, uh, Joy to the World is in the key of D. Frosty, you usually hear it in the key of F. But you know, I, th- just, I think I think it's all in the key of awesome. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be here all week. Uh, <laughs> i'll be uh, here for eternity you just have to go to the archives 10 years from now that's, <laughs> that's true god willing um, <laughs> but yeah so um I, I mean just by transposing them and setting them all in the same key you can really just seg it all because they're all in major you know, they're all in a major uh mode so mm-hmm. uh, you can just seg between songs and and they do it in such a way that it really does uh flow and i like the flow yep i do too uh, which, by the way, we didn't mention, you know, you kind of, as it starts off, they, they do that Jingle Bells opening, but it's also the uh, the sleigh bells you hear. That's like one of the first things you hear, the sleigh bells, which again, hammers at home that it's a Christmas song. I, I, it's a definitely a Christmas song. I can accept, Tom, if you're listening, your dislike <laughs> of this song. What I will not accept is your statement that this is not a Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could always say it's not a good Christmas song, but uh, <laughs> Terry, don't give him lines over text. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I mean, but uh, okay, so yeah. Uh, although I, I did find this the sec that uh, last couplet, <laughs> the last couplet very funny because there's not a lot of things that rhyme with carols, but. By bringing in uh, DMC, you know his real name, Daryl. They just made a fit that way. So, yeah, I, I appreciate that. So I can appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Goes on to say, "Rhymes so loud and proud. You hear it. It's Christmas time, and we got the spirit. Jack Frost chilling. The orchids out, and that's what Christmas is all about." I mean, that's it is what it is at that point. Uh, I think it's beautiful poetry. Jack Frost chilling. The orchids out. I mean. The orchids, I mean, that's that's evocative imagery, but I mean, it, it does kind of seem like it's out of nowhere. The, you know. <laughs> I mean, well, again, you, you mentioned it earlier when we kind of 
transition to the section of the song, they kind of abandon their the plot, if you will, <laughs> yeah, the, the first plot, half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like this, all of a sudden, this million dollar G's disappears, and they just start singing about their Christmas. Well, they, yeah, they're like, oh, "Hey, we got a million dollars. Let's just go have fun." We're just gonna, <laughs> I guess, I don't know. So, so then the lyrics go into the time is now, the place is here, and the whole wide world is filled with cheer. Which I is really great. like that. Yeah, yeah. And then my name's DMC with the mic in my hand, and I'm <laughs> chilling and cooling just like a snowman. So open your eyes, lend us an ear. We want to say Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> it's it it is funny because I mean you can, there is just a, and that's I guess what happens when you have different people rapping. You know, there's always like some sort of shift. But it, I mean, you could make the argument that okay, that they they had this plot, this adventure. And then they they went home and oh, hey, wow the wallets you know now we have a million dollars or whatever. And, Christmas uh, so, Eve so is an odd time. So now for Santa time, to yeah. test them. <laughs> at midnight on Christmas Eve, that's when he just decides to take a break at the park and drop this wallet to test them. Maybe they were like super close, you know, between the naughty and nice list, and he's like, <laughs> he he really wanted to push them over onto the nice list. So. <laughs> that's what I'm going with. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, but but yeah, Christmas Eve, that's definitely cutting it close. <laughs> oh man, it's it is fun. Um, so we talked about the samples, the song of uh, Bill Adler, I mentioned his huge collection. And so he went with Jam Master Jay and they were just like, like just really just digging through his, his collection. They'd play an album about 10 seconds. Nope. Done. And then they'd bring out another album. So they actually found uh, Clarence Carter's song backdoor Santa, which, uh, <laughs> which also uh, is mentioned on that documentary. I was telling you about Jingle Bell Rocks. Which, oh, great documentary, by the way. I it was cool, it. wasn't it? Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. I, I, yeah. I really want to actually put that on our list to cover next year with Tom and Juliet. So like I, I mentioned it to Todd Killian. He said that I guess he had uh, proposed the song that, that film to you a while back, and so yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well maybe this will push him over the edge. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. It's yeah, it's really interesting. Um, we, we we haven't covered any docs. We want to cover that. Disco 54 mentioned a wrestling, Santa wrestling doc, which sounded interesting. Oh, and, uh, that's my cov- tie-in then. I'm and sorry, because wanna- uh, I've been asked to do some wrestling because, you know, especially in the 80s with like Hulk Hogan and Roddy Piper. And I'm just like, well, I don't know what's wrestling about or what's Christmassy about wrestling. But that's, boom, there you go. got it. All right. I'm going to contact him on Reddit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and then uh, there's another one. Oh, we want to do the um, films that made us home alone. Episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. Another great one. Yeah. 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 You guys definitely should cover it. It's, it's, it's just fascinating and there's a lot of cool mm. music in there actually. Yeah. there <laughs> is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so backdoor Santa, it's just, a, it's just a straight blues. I mean, it's literally just, you know, uh, one, four, five and all that stuff. Blues riff. <laughs> And of course, the the lyrics are <laughs> a little uh, risque, but <laughs> uh, infidelity and Santa Claus, or <laughs> I don't know about that. But um, it's really it's it's actually musically just man, it's great. It, it has a lot of souls just driving. And uh, when when they heard it, Jam Master Jay he like stopped it, and then he made him play it again, and he's like, that's it. And he found it, and from there they like detuned it a little bit, so they they lowered the pitch a little bit, and then they went on to just go ahead and rap over it. So I mean, it it's really cool. That's a really cool 
thing, you know, to, to take it's already a- an existing Christmas song and then... And and it kind of goes back to that Grinch 2000 and Tyler, the creator thing you were talking about, where they take that existing song and then rework it. And in this case, it's like so different. And I think because Backdoor Santa was not like a classic, I think it's much more successful mm-hmm. than the other Grinch songs we talked about. <laughs> Sorry. I, I do want to... Uh... Just go back to something you said okay. in passing about the lyrics of Backdoor Santa being a little risque, <laughs> about Santa and infidelity. And I would once again point you to I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Mm. Now, as an adult, you yeah. understand the reference. Right. As a right. kid, as a kid, though, you're basically thinking about your mom's infidelity with Santa Claus. <laughs> so Santa infidelity. <laughs> You say, uh, so I guess it's not a new Christmas. thing. Yep. <laughs> jokes on us. Jokes on us. <laughs> jokes on us. The kids thought it would be funny if dad saw Santa making out with mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because uh, the backdoor Santa was actually covered by Bon Jovi for this compilation. Mm-hmm. So yep. not only is it, I mean, it's almost on there twice, kind of, you know, <laughs> as the sample yep. for the song and then above Bon Jovi's cover, which is not my favorite. I, I prefer Carter's version. It's just, I mean, it's got more soul. For, I think. for me personally, you can't go wrong with Bon Jovi, but again, well, that maybe bon my Northeastern roots. Well, I mean, I love Bon Jovi. I mean, he's like one of my favorite. Uh, but Bon Jovi tangent, my dad used to rent office space from him. Oh, nice. That mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. <laughs> it is, and, and then he rented office space from Lady Gaga's parents for a while. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing a Bon Jovi episode uh, where we're going to be covering a couple of Christmas songs that he did, including, of course, Backdoor Santa. But that's going to be in a few weeks from now, so I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for that one. But uh, but yeah, I just thought it was it was really interesting that they have you know essentially Backdoor Santa twice on this compilation. Yep. And, I mean, it's just it's now. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go on. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say it's it's a, a testament to the the song, and it's I would say it's staying power, even though a lot of people don't really know it. Uh, well, that's actually the perfect segue. But I think because of how much it's been put into like movies and TV it's, shows it's, Im- and it's like immortalized that. itself as a pop culture staple in movies and television shows. Yeah. Specific specifically. Okay, so I actually have a list here. It's, oh, okay. Go for it. So the song was used in the movies Lesson Zero, Die Hard, The Night Before, The Grinch 2018, and Holiday Rush. Um, Run DMC performed the song live on All That, the Christmas episode on Nickelodeon. I remember all that. (laughs) I remember uh, because when it came out, it was, uh, I think that debuted in 94. So I was already like 14. And Mm -hmm. uh, I remember I was not as into it as my, my younger brothers were. So he was like, oh, I just wants to be Saturday Night Live. It's not. I think you just missed the age for it. I did. Because yeah. for, for me, I was big on it. It's like it's yeah. like Saturday Night Live for younger. Yeah, people, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at that point, I was watching like Saturday Night Live, so yep. it, just, it didn't quite uh, hit it that much for me. Although it's funny that Keenan Thompson is now, you know, on, <laughs> Saturday, Night <laughs> on Saturday Night Live. So this song, though, was then used in the Christmas episodes of the following TV shows. The Office, Everybody Hates Chris, Chuck, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, oh, yeah. Orange is the New Black, 
Hindsight, The Simpsons, How to Be Single, and it was done on Lip Sync Battle. So this song has gone on to be, again, immortalized in lots of film and television, but it usually is under the connotation of when the Christmas party gets slightly out of control and people are <laughs> overindulging <laughs> on drinks and stuff. Like uh, <laughs> I could see that. Yep. <laughs> like I'll go. I'll go back to the. I'll go back to the office uh-huh. just because there are lots of office fans out there, and it comes up all the time on the show. It's used in the very first Christmas episode after Michael's already ruined the party by turning Secret Santa into Yankee slop or Nasty Christmas. <laughs> and then uh, because everyone's so mad, he goes out and gets 16 bottles of vodka to get 23 people drunk. And, uh, <laughs> and it's just this montage of uh, oh, them all drinking <laughs> and oh, him going man. out of his office, lampshade on the head, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So so to Tom and Julia's point, because they brought this up. Well, Julia more so than Tom. <laughs> Ju- Julia's not a fan of this song either, but she will admit it does fit Christmas scenes that it's been in in the shows and TV movies. That's true, covered. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not my favorite, but I, I, I can appreciate it more now that I've studied it a little bit. But I, <laughs> so, and it goes back to what we said at the beginning too. Like you don't have to like it to appreciate. It is a. It took a lot of talent to put this song together. It, it did. Took, it it really yeah. did. And and I love. Um, so DMC didn't. He was talking to the the AV Club, and uh, he was like, "Every other Christmas song is like a fantasy, but my story is what really happened in real life about real people and what it was like as a kid growing up." And he went on Including to say, Santa with a wallet? <laughs> I know. <laughs> that, that part's a little fantasy, but I, I don't think he wrote that. I think Run wrote that part. Uh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, he says, uh, he goes on to say, not only does that record touch black people in the hood, it touches Jewish people, German people, touches people all over the world. They can relate to what those rhymes about Christmas time symbolize. You know, and it really does. It, it, uh, it, it does resonate with people of all like ethnicities and religions. And so it's... <laughs> And that's the thing with me. Like, I think it's a fun song. It's different than the usual stuff you hear on the radio around Christmas. But there is, it's a section you pointed out in the song that you really like. It is, they go into this universal truth that everyone can appreciate about Christmas, whether they've experienced it personally or only through other Christmas songs or movies or something. They do touch in that universal truth that makes everyone warm and fuzzy around the holiday season. Yeah. Uh, it, again, I don't know if it'll ever be officially part of my christmas music canon but i if i hear it i won't change the channel now or or change the station so that's progress so so that's at least pretty good for me (laughs) i'll take it (laughs) oh one thing i do want to touch on is something that bill adler says when he was and and this doesn't really have any bearing but it's just it's i always thought it was kind of funny uh where he said that a lot of the the greatest christmas songs are written by uh, Jewish people. <laughs> and uh, so I was thinking about it, and he's right. You got like Johnny Marks, you got Irving Berlin, you know, and a lot of these more contemporary songs. Because a lot of the classic carols, of course, are all, you know, by Christians. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, the Christmas songs, a lot of them are written. And it, so I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> so I have to ask, Anthony, what would you say is your hap, hap, happiest moment of this song? If you had to specify a particular moment and if not you can just kind of go in general terms but my hap hap happiest moment in this song yeah so like what gives me makes me the happiest in the song yeah uh 
again, it would have to be from "It's Christmas Time in Hollis, Queens" that lyric to, but each and every year we bust Christmas carols to that interlude, just that whole section. It just again, it goes from their how they celebrate Christmas in particular to this wider truth about Christmas that we can all relate to, and then to this synthesized interlude of three very well-known songs that we've all heard and that still managed to sound like themselves fit within the context of this rap. I just think it's very, very well done, and it makes me happy all the time. Close second, close runner-up, close second would be the opening notes of this, where opening notes of the song, where it's like <laughs> the sleigh bells, and then it's like, do 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 And then, like, immediately it puts me in the mood. And then, especially then it goes, do <laughs> and it puts me just right in the mood. I get so excited. And I you really it. do. You just want to kind of bob your head to it, you know, just damn. Yeah. I yeah. like so um I don't because I don't have a Christmas memory, so my Christmas moment for this song would definitely be, you know, my hap- happiest moment would definitely be what I was talking about. The the lights, you know, the decorate the house with lights at night, the snow, the fireplaces and the Yule log beneath the mistletoe we drink eggnog. I mean, that just that gets me. Uh, I like that. So, yeah. So if I'm if I'm going for a memory with the song, mm-hmm. again, I can't remember my first time hearing this song, but I, so, hmm. I would say I have a whole bunch of new memories thanks to its infamy on my podcast, <laughs> <On> your, <laughs> yeah. uh, which I do appreciate that three years on, that's still an ongoing battle. I feel like that's going to be a running gag. I think, yeah, I don't think, yeah. yeah, you're never going <laughs> to, that's, that's just and, uh, always going to be there, bro. <laughs> and uh but a specific memory i so when i hear the song i actually honestly do think of all the movies and tv shows i like in which it was played you nice. know that, that's why i think music for me is very evocative i always think of the movies oh yeah songs totally definitely so like every time i hear that again i'm a huge office fan i think of that scene in the office die hard i really like i think of that opening of die hard uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think of Jake Peralta and what's-his-name taking on those Santas on the street. Oh, yeah, Boyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Boyle. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, there are so many great moments in, you know, movie in other media history. Yeah, yeah other media. Um, I think of the kids in the Grinch 2018 film riding the bikes like a gang of bad A's, and then uh, they realize that uh, we have to go home to mom. This is after they come up with a plan to kidnap Santa, to trap Santa. (laughs) Oh, man. Now I feel like watching The Grinch. (laughs) Well, that's cool. So um, (laughs) now we come to the part that is my favorite part of the show, which is what I like to call gag me with the spoon. So this is where we do our best impressions of our least favorite part. (laughs) This one... um, this one wasn't too hard for me. You, sometimes these have been very ridiculously hard, but this time I got to say it, it, it was kind of easy. There was just one particular couplet that I really did no, not enjoy. You know, so, you uh, know what? what? You go first because I need to, I like the whole song. So I want to make sure I intentionally don't do the same couplet. <laughs> okay, okay. So for me, and again, the reason it's kind of, it's from the very first set, the very first quatrain, I suppose. And it. uh, it's just the last. Oh, you hate two. that beginning. <laughs> it's, it's just it's the last two, and for some reason, it I, I can't pinpoint what it is, but I, it just gets on gets to me. So, uh, in my best terrible Hispanic whitish rap, I'm gonna say, <laughs> let's see, 
I approached him very slowly with my heart full of fear. Looked at his dog. Oh, my God. An ill reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, terrible. Man, that's that's awesome. terrible. Oh, man. All right. That's terrible. <laughs> uh, okay. So I actually really like the beginning and middle. I like the end, too, but I'm going to go with the end. Um, okay. Just because it tells less of a story, and I just feel like they're throwing things together to rhyme and fill <laughs> the rest of the song. Yeah, exactly. We, we need another verse, quick. <laughs> so, so can I go a little longer than two? Yeah, go for it. Uh, yeah. Maybe your listeners will give me extra credit, and I'll get a third sticker here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, let me design a third one first. Uh. <laughs> <clears throat> Rhyme so loud and proud, you hear it's Christmas time and we got the spirit. Jack Frost chilling, the orchids out, and that's what Christmas is all about. The time is now, the place is here, and the whole wide world is filled with cheer. My name's Anthony with the mic in my hand, and I'm chilling and going just like the snowman. So open your eyes, lend us an ear, we want to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year! Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was cool, man. Good job. It's better than I could do. That's why I was like, I'm doing two lines. That's about it. <laughs> Singing know, is one thing, rapping is a whole other thing. <laughs> that, that was not my best performance. But again, I point everyone to now that's what we call it. It's a podcast Christmas. If they want to hear me do the whole song with the music. There you go. Yep. <laughs> and that was a lot of fun as well. <laughs> uh, I, we, next year we are doing volume two. Uh, and i and i yeah we've got to give you your own solo todd his own solo we got to get april a solo we got to get our (laughs) staples to do their own songs i'll do what i can (laughs) (laughs) so okay so the gi joe taught us that uh knowing is half the battle what would you say is the other half Half the battle, having the willpower to return a wallet full of a million dollars to Santa so that he uh, lets you keep it. <laughs> For real, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder what he would have done. Like, would he have taken it back and just left a lump of coal? Would it have turned into coal? Would it have turned, would it have like, turned into coal, yeah. Would it have been like Thanos and they would have just opened it and the duff, it would have been just dust and flown away to the snowy night? <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> instead, of, instead of dust, it's like coal dust. So they all get black lung. Uh, no. And that we could have got Christmas and Hollis part two where they go to get their revenge on Santa. <laughs> <laughs> the night the reindeer died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Can we? Okay, I, I before you get into what you learned. Okay, what, go for it. Yeah, for knowing as that. Before you give your answer to knowing as have the battle, I want to bring up another song that is more popular than the, the rewrap song. At least the two Grinch rap songs I mentioned. Okay, but it's another one that's out there. And what else would you expect with a singer named Weird Al? I love the song. Christmas love the Zero? song. Is that what it no. is? No. The, oh, okay. the night Santa went oh, yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the night Chris Kringle went nuts. <laughs> well, doesn't he also have It's Christmas at Ground Zero? <laughs> yeah, 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 he does. The button has been pressed or something like that. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. the... Uh, oh, but he, but you just reminded me of that because he uh, he has that whole. Wait, hold on. I want to look out real quick. I'm sorry. I think I think that's what it is. He had the verse in that song uh, 
Well, the workshop is gone now. He decided to bomb it. Everywhere you'll find pieces of Cupid and Comet. <laughs> and he tied up his helpers. And he held the hell's hostage. And he ground up poor Rudolph into reindeer sausage. He got a dancer <laughs> yeah. and prancer with an old German Luger. And he slashed up Stasher just like Freddy Krueger. And he picked up a flame thrower. And he barbecued Blitzen. And he took a big bite and said it tastes just like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hello, this is weird. Al Yankovic, urging you to remember the true meaning of the Christmas season, and also to buy as many copies of my new album as you possibly can. <laughs> yeah, I love Weird Al. <laughs> He's so good. He uh, is so good. Oh man, that's one song. I'm surprised they never turned into like a Christmas special, like just an elsewhere. I Christmas wish they had like a, a you know a Weird Al Christmas special, and and I would <laughs> I wish it was done by like Will Vinton. You know, from oh, the claymation, <laughs> we yes. have Christmas claymation. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, that's so good. I that would be amazing. It would be. It <laughs> yeah. would be. So, uh, anybody listening out there, let's uh, let's start a petition for Weird Al's. Uh, <laughs> start hashtag Weird Al Christmas. <laughs> if you have not heard. Weird Al's Hamilton polka, in which he <laughs> does a polka the whole show in four minutes, every melody within the show. That's awesome. It is amazing. Go watch Hamilton, then go download Hamilton's, uh, the Hamilton polka by Weird Al. It's on YouTube. There's a video of Lynn Manuel Miranda reacting to it on YouTube, and the joy on his face is everything because it's Weird Al. Oh, he brings man. nothing but joy. His polka medleys are like the greatest. I mean, he, he just. Ah, like poke your eyes out. That's like one of my, one of my all time <laughs> favorite songs. Uh, <laughs> Mine was a uh, one of my other ones is uh, the one they called him Yoda. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, he had another one, Yoda, right? Y O D A O. I mean, <laughs> it's so good. Hey hey, yeah, Weird I Al's a, a big '80s guy. I was about to say we need to do. I need to do a Weird Al Christmas. And he has two <laughs> Christmas songs, so sure does. <laughs> give me a date. I'll come back for those. <laughs> done. <laughs> done, done. Oh man! So for me, GI Joe. <laughs> if knowing is half the battle, the other half is uh, make sure you write your Christmas rap while high eating breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> if you want it to be a hit. And now we know. And knowing is half the battle. And if you want to spend only like seven minutes total on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Anthony, it's been, it's been so much fun talking with you. Uh, uh, I had a blast. Thank you for letting me come on and express my love for this song. Because <laughs> my... I'm not going to say awful, even in a joking way. My wonderful co-hosts won't give me the extended <laughs> amount of time to praise the song on our podcast. So I appreciate being you know, given yeah. an hour and 10 minutes to do it with you, I, I, Yeah, I figured, you know, having an open forum would, would uh, work for your benefit there. <laughs> I, I, I assume at some point Tom may contact you and be like, I want my hour rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it to him. Let's do it. Christmas and Hollis part two. <laughs> so we are going to hop on over to our chatting with the little segment. Totally red. Hi, welcome to another segment of Chatting with the Littles. I'm here with little number one, my eight-year-old daughter. <laughs> so what's your favorite Christmas song? I don't really know. I like all of them. 
Okay, but that's fine. But out of all the ones you like, which are the ones that you like the most? Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell time and jingle bell something. <laughs> I see, jingle bell something. What else? Silent night. Ooh, that's a good one. I bet you could sing that one really pretty too, huh? Silent night. Very nice. Holy night. Cool, right on. Well, I think on that note, we're going to head on back to our regularly scheduled program. Totally red. So, Anthony, what would you like to plug? I would love to plug Tis the Podcast. Uh, if you haven't listened, it's a podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 366 days per this leap year, but 365 days in a normal year. Yep. Uh, we release a new episode every week talking about a different Christmas movie or TV show. And we have tons of uh, bonus episodes up on Patreon. In they which do, and they're all hear- great. That's You'll hear Jerry in a few of them. Uh, our fireside chat segment in which we uh, interview our listeners about their Christmas sensibilities. Yeah. Jerry was in a really fun episode that dropped recently about where me, him, and Tom oh, yeah. talked Reagan Bass <laughs> for an hour and a half. And, that was uh, fun, yeah. Re- remade the whole universe, recast the whole universe. I'm ready and to do it. <laughs> yeah, oh, I am too. I'm waiting for that call. And uh, he was also... Uh, by the time you listen to this, if this is going to be a few weeks, he'll probably already be in another one in which me, him, and Tom will be talking about our Batman sensibilities, which I'm really excited for. Very excited for. Yeah, we, we haven't recorded it yet, but it's awesome, and we had a lot of fun doing it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you'll hear a lot of the guests Jerry's had on Totally Rad on our podcast, The Main Show. And if you subscribe to Patreon, Todd Killian of Christmas mm-hmm. Clatter, April Riley of April Riley. <laughs> um, I mean, we've had Brian Earl of Christmas Past. We've had Tim Babb of Can't Wait for Christmas. Uh, and just a bunch of other people. It's been really fun. It's been a while. We're coming up on our three-year anniversary. And Woo! it's been a wild three years. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for being <laughs> part of it. Like, I said it before. I'm just going to say it again here too like the coolest thing about this podcast is the friends we've made through it and the community we've built like it's been awesome so we want to keep that community growing so check us out on facebook twitter instagram all you have to do is go to tinsapodcast.com slash insert your social media there (laughs) i love it i love it and yes uh definitely check them out it's so much fun Especially uh, when Tom and Anthony disagree. <laughs> <laughs> and Julius put into the Mother Nature role. Yeah, Boys! Yeah, so we, we got heat, heat Miser and Snow Miser and, and Mother Nature. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll be, I'll be Rudolph if Todd's Santa. <laughs> <laughs> who do, who, that's, that's good casting. Mm-hmm. That's really good casting. When Tom actually. Tom had asked, uh, Tom had asked who I would be in it. I initially said Santa, but uh, no, no, I, I'll concede Santa, and I'll I'll be Rudolph. I'm okay with that. <laughs> does, does that make April Lady Boreal? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. And know. Does that and does that make Disco Fifty Four Winterbolt? <laughs> 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 he could be frosty that would be all right <laughs> that, might, that might be the more palatable one uh, although i, I think president hot dog would make a good frost yeah i think you're right yeah 
<laughs> which only leaves Winterbolt and Lady Boreal for the main cast. So yeah. there you go. That's who they are. Sorry, <laughs> April and Disco Fifty. And Disco. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's been uh it was a lot of fun. So again, thank you for coming on and I'm going to end it by saying uh, the time is now the place is here. The whole wide world is filled with cheer. So find us as always on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're just chilling at home in Hollis, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker. Uh, don't forget to vote later dudes. The time is now. Guys, say what you're going to say, and I'm going to say what I'm going to say. But play to me. Play to me. So you're going to play sideways, right? You're not even going to look. You don't even look. Thank you. Where's the Spanish supposed to be over there? back there. You don't even, you're just like, man, come on, man. It's not real. Come on, Macy's. Come on, you pull him off. Come on, man. And then you say, go eat. Come on, man. Come on, Fine, good, good, good. That's it. Let's just try it. Rough it.